is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back in. Hour number two, early break on the ticket. Triple pump and sip coming at you on a Friday. (laughs) Triple pump. (laughs) Triple pump. What were you thinking? It'll live in infamy. I totally, no, I totally understand where you're coming from on that in your softball game. Was it Sunday? (laughs) Sunday. That that story came on Monday. Yeah, that seemed like a long time ago. Yeah, it does. um, You're waiting for the... The first baseman to get to the bag, and you triple pumped and airmailed it. <laughs> triple pump, triple. You didn't triple pump last night the Salt Dogs game, though. I didn't. Nope. No triple pump. Nope. I was. I was just a sixty-five mile an hour heater inside. I had inside some zip on it. Inside fastball. Get off my plate. Yeah. <laughs> Handcuffed the right-hander. Had a nice little two-seam uh, tail to it. Good. All right. Good luck, George Brett, with that one. <laughs> I loved this part. So on that trivia question that I gave you, I said, sip recent Husker, and you said Ken Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Was that not a good guess? No. Oh, uh, Ken Harvey back in the Kansas City area, though. Is he? Yeah. I, uh, it's pretty random. Well, I mean, I so I knew Ken because he gave lessons at D-Bat. We hired him at D-Bat. Oh. And uh, he left about uh, six or seven months ago, moving back down to KC. Okay. So. Anyway, came back, got his bobblehead, though, on bobblehead night great for hitter. Nebraska baseball. Hit yeah, great hitter. He about hit 400 in one year at Nebraska. Golden Spikes finalist, yeah. Ken Harvey. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to Husker baseball here what, in a what's moment. What's that swing look like in the cage? Ken's? Yeah. Uh, it was all right. It was pretty good. Well, just all right. It was pretty good. Now, you have to remember, like, like I, I, there's been a lot of a lot of former the – salt, so the Salt Dogs go to D-Bat every morning. Okay. The Salt Dogs, we just have it where it's like, hey, yeah, come on in, whatever. We'll get you whatever you need. So – Salt Dogs come in every morning. Camp Chick was there the other night, and I was telling you about that. Um, a lot of Husker baseball players come in during the offseason because it's better to use that that facility than their, than the Gordon. So, um, Which goes into a conversation where maybe it's time for Nebraska baseball to update some of their facilities. Wow. So, D-Bat, explain that to the listeners. Okay, so it's a, it's a baseball and softball facility that I helped start up okay. in Lincoln. And been, we opened in uh, June of 2018. We were in South Lincoln. And uh, it just gives base. We give lessons. Uh, we have, gosh, fifteen instructors now. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we're pretty new, and uh, we we just give lessons. Teams practice in our facility. We have slow pitch machines, things like that, because slow pitch is huge in Lincoln, huge in Nebraska. So we have people from come in from Grand Island every day. Come in from York. They drive hours, like two hours. We have people to come do up from what just to practice, just is to that get right? hits. Yeah, come up from Maryville, Kansas. And uh, awesome. they just drive up on a random night, and this they'll, is awesome. they'll 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 do stuff in in our facility. So, deep bad address. Uh, it's two blocks south of Lincoln Southwest High School. Okay. So, uh, all of our instructors played in college, played in pros. So, um, just hired one actually, Carson Fisher, who okay. used to be a Nebraska softball player, transferred to Northern Colorado. She's back now in town. Nice. And she is a uh, part of this. So excellent. Yeah. All so, right. uh, BJ goes lessons to triple pump. Nice. Come on. I, I do give catching lessons, but that's all I do. Do you give catching lessons? I do. I do. I do give catching lessons. So. What do you tell them about your your non-glove hand? you put it behind your back? Depends. So necessar- I, I, don't, I don't put it necessarily behind my back. Um, how do you, how I do put you- it off to the side. 
Okay. And so foul tip, or or if there's a guy on base, we were taught this in high. We were taught in high school to put it behind our glove. Foul tip. That's what yeah. we're talking about. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So um, biggest thing for me though is uh, we. Huh, BJ makes a joke. Slow pitch catching lessons. No, because um, the catcher in slow pitch just stands there. Sip. So anyway, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's actually a lot of fun. It's my it's my escape from actual work because it's I'm around the game. So That's excellent. It's actually a lot of fun. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's get to what's happening at Memori- Memorial Stadium this weekend. Yes, there's actually activity at the big stadium this month of June. There's been quite a bit of activity. Camp season. Which, you know, the coaches, can I just say this? The coaches, if you're a Nebraska football coach right now, June is a very busy month, excruciating in some ways. Their duties are all over the map. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. camp, so you got kids coming in for camps. You're, You're recruiting hard. And by the way, by the way, you have a current team that you're coaching to a certain degree during these summer months. I mean, the Offensive players are learning an offense. This is they, there's legitimate inst- offensive installation going on right now. But tonight, well, this weekend there'll be there'll be seven official visitors, recruiting visitors, and also it's Friday night lights tonight. That's right. So there's a Friday night lights camp tonight, and then there's a big man camp tomorrow. So if you happen to be driving by Memorial Stadium this weekend, you'll see a lot of activity you might see i mean i think all of the coaches will be involved yeah Uh, you might just see frosty walking around um so yeah it's not a huge visitor weekend like i said seven that number was in the 12 to 13 range but they had about five guys commit to other places that were scheduled to visit. There was there was multiple guys that committed to other players that were scheduled, like you just said. But then there other was places. also there was all or yeah other places. Thank you. And then there was also You're one welcome. that <laughs> that uh, <Triple> pump. <laughs> <laughs> right, go ahead. There was also one that uh, just left or just choose choose to or chose to visit somewhere else other than Nebraska okay. as well. Okay. So there was there was a couple of different variations. So they have reasons. and they also have. Oh, they have three guys visiting out of these, out of these seven that are already committed, mm-hmm. including. And I'll be, I'll be. I mean, I'm really interested to see William Watson. He's not. He'll just be walking around, but it'll yep. be my the first time I lay eyes on him. William Watson, the quarterback, Nebraska's quarterback, recruit in the class of 2023 from uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, will be on hand as he's he's committed. Other commitments who are making their official visits: Sam Sledge, yep. um, whose father, whose father I was in school with, um, Bob Sledge. He's a Creighton Creighton prep offensive lineman. And then Dwight Boodle, you might recognize that name. Um, Dwight Boodle is making his first visit. Now he's a committed player making his first visit. Um, although he's uh, okay, he's come for his brother's games. I was to say, so yeah, it's it's not going to be his first time to Lincoln, but it'll be his first time first. to Lincoln as an official visitor. Yeah, thank you. Yep, because he's because he's he's obviously seen his DiCaprio's games when he when he played for Nebraska. Right. So what Brian Munson of On Three, my colleague, my coworker, Brian. Yeah, that's right. That's I said it. He's my coworker, um, Tayshawn Wilson. Tayshawn Wilson is one of the visitors is one of the visitors. Tayshawn Wilson is a corner from, I don't know how you pronounce it. Let's just say Houston area. Um, 
I don't know how to pronounce this school, 59167. What Brian Munson says about Tayshawn Wilson is that Brian thinks he's the best man-to-man cover corner that he's seen on film this year. Yeah. So I'd say of all the guys of all the guys visiting, Tayshawn Wilson's highest profile on three gives him four stars. The rest of the visitors are three-star guys. Tayshawn Wilson's probably the guy to watch. But um, I also saw that I think it was Munson who said Dylan Rogers, a linebacker from Cypress, Texas, may be the most likely to commit verbally wow. this weekend. Dylan Rogers, <clears throat> 6'2", 205-pound linebacker from Cy Woods High School in Cypress, Texas. He is the 91st-ranked player in the state of Texas. Three-star kid. Yeah, so uh, which, which you bring up the state of Texas, and I think it's interesting um, reading these articles about Nebraska recruiting in Texas. and Because we talk about coaches, coaching staffs and uh, where their, their recruiting zones are. Sure, sure. And, and that's why I think the Brian Applewhite hire, and obviously Mickey Joseph plays a part in this being down sure. in Louisiana sure. uh, or being from LSU and, and in that area. There's a guy from Edna Carr High School, which is a, a really strong high school football program yeah. down in, in in Louisiana. In Louisiana, um, that that obviously Mickey Joseph has connections with. However, and that guy visiting from Edna, Edna Carr is a five ten defensive back, Ryan Robinson Jr. Another How, corner, I think. Another D, yeah, another corner. So with that in mind, I mean, you look at Nebraska. Two of these seven official visitors are going to be from the state of Texas. The uh, Tayshawn Wilson that you talked about, and then Dylan Rogers as well. And they just got Van Poppel. Yeah. And so they've kind of turned off their defensive lineman recruiting. I want to add that in there too. Mm-hmm. It seems like they they after they've got the commitment of Riley Van Poppel, they've they feel good about where their defensive line room sits. Oh, I wonder about that. Are you, I don't know. I don't know. Really? I'm not saying you're no, wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I I because maybe that's a discussion that we can have then. Well, I think they need to go. They, they, I think they need to get more D linemen. Now, if this is a line heavy class because they have three offensive linemen yes. in it already, and I think they could go two more. Offensive lineman yeah. or just lineman? Offensive lineman. Okay. And then I think they need another defensive lineman in here. See, I, I'm wondering if they if they start if they're attracted to that. defensive linemen through the portal rather than through freshmen. Well, I'd like in in all honesty, because especially think about it. If you obviously this off season they've had to go to the portal, they haven't had much of a choice because of the attrition that they've had. However, I mean, think about it. If if we sit here at the end of the 2022 season and look back and go. O'Shawn had forty plus tackles and was a was a force to be reckoned with. Eight sacks had yeah eight sacks. There we go. Was the best pass rusher since Randy Gregory, mm-hmm. and that's not saying he's going to be as good or better than Randy. We'll see, but just a, a Randy Gregory caliber of season for Nebraska, well, which we else. which we have not seen that'd be in a else. very long time. Right? Yeah. I mean, Randy was a second round draft pick, and and at times up until all the the off the field issues with Randy, he was going to be a high draft pick, top five, top five draft they, pick. They were talking top five. Yes, exactly, and, and that was before obviously the off the field issues. So then that dropped into a second round pick, and and now he's had a somewhat of a sustainable. NFL career, obviously, there's Somewhat. been. He's still in it. There's been. Well, he's well I mean, for a he's, ton of he's money been in Denver. Sus- he's been suspended yeah, a couple true. times. Rock. So it's, it's been a little bit of a tumultuous career for, for Randy Gregory. But um, if the staff looks back and goes, maybe it's okay that we're getting. We, we lean on. That's the position that we lean on a little more harder in the transfer. In the portal. portal. Interesting. I don't. That's not the way I want to build my line. I'm not saying it's necessarily wanting to build it that way, but if, it, if you find success. 
Yeah. And, and yeah. now you, you might do it. Devin Drew's going to be the only guy that has to be gone after this season. Right. Stephon Wynn could come back. He could come back. Yeah. Stephon Wynn could come back. Could come O'Shawn back. could come back. Yeah. Um, he ain't come. O'Shawn Wynn didn't come here to play two years. As long O'Shawn as he Mathis. Has, as I'm long, sorry. That's, O'Shawn yeah, Mathis. Yeah, I know. I know what he you Yeah, he didn't play. He as didn't long come as, here to play as long years. as he has the season we're expecting. Right. But that that will play, I, I think that will play a part into it because you look at that room and Nash Hutmacher is in that room. Marquise Black, Jalen Weaver. Jalen Weaver is a guy that I do not want people to forget about. Jalen Weaver is a big body in there. I think he's I think he's weighing around 310 pounds right now, and, and that's a guy that when you looked at maybe a, a possible replacement for Damian Daniels down the road, if Damian would have stuck around, I, I seriously thought Jalen Weaver was really intriguing. We'll see. Intriguing. I. Young, we'll see. young and raw. Yeah, those guys, but, those young guys in the program, Marquise Black, Ruquan Buckley, Jalen Weaver, um, even Mosai Newsom, unproven. All those guys, those are the guys you wonder about, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that will dictate whether you have to go heavy into the portal. Because yeah, that is true. Right now, you don't know what you have in them. Yeah. You just don't. You don't. You don't. What can you say about Marquise Black? I don't know. No, yeah. you you won't know. You can't. You don't really don't know. Mosai Newsom's been in the program for three years. You still don't really know what you got there. Well, let's be real, Sip. I mean, there's there's guys that you can point to throughout the whole roster and says these guys have been here for two or three years, and you don't know what they what what has any anything about them. Right. So you if, might... you, if you switch over to the offensive line, sorry to interrupt. No, you're. If fine. you switch over to the offensive line, two guys I instantly think about: Alex Kahn and and Michael Lynn. Tell me any. Him? Tell me anything about yeah, him. What about him? Yeah. And granted, were were they highly touted recruits coming out of high school? Not no, but when we talk about development or lack thereof, mm-hmm. those are some of the names you can point to and go, "You have not heard a single whisper." Well, and let, let's be frank here. I mean, that's one of the reasons that Greg Austin's no longer the offensive right. line coach. Now, on the other hand, if <laughs> I'll tell to tell you something now, if Henry Lutovsky walked in here, hello, yeah, that. Henry Lutovsky is one of the better-looking redshirt freshmen mm-hmm. physically I, that you'll ever see. Six foot six, three fifteen, three twenty. Um, that is a mountain of a young man, and it's this is a this is a this is not a. I mean, this is a. He's fit, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Lutovsky is a year, probably a year away from being a. A full-time starter. He, I think he could push in August okay. for one of the guard jobs. I don't expect it. I expect Brock Bando to win the right guard job. But Lutovsky will be on his you-know-what all the time, which is good. Who, who, is, who are your five line offensive linemen right now? It's hard right to say now. right now. There's a, I think there's a it, – it's really hard to say what that offensive line is going to look like right now. Except – okay, you say – just go left to right. Yes, Prohaska. I agree. Teddy Prohaska. I would. I wouldn't rule out Turner Corcoran moving to guard and playing maybe that left guard. Okay. okay. Hickson right now going into camp is the ins, has the inside track to be the starting center. Brock Bando has the inside track to be the starting right guard, and I'd say Ben Hart has the inside track to be the right tackle. I, I, no Nuri. No, not right now. Not right now. Not Interesting. Right now. See, so here's another no Nuri or no Brant Banks also. So which which is intriguing. You talk to some of the offensive line, and I, I've asked them a couple times what's different about the the coaching staff this year. Obviously, but, I mean new face, right? W- what makes Dylan or Donovan Dylan Donovan Riola 
such a great offensive line coach? And their answer kind of made my ears perk up a little bit because they said something to, in, in recent years, it's been you have to do, you, you, form is this way, you have to play offensive line or your certain position this way, and if you if that doesn't work for you, you're not going to play. This year, they said, this, this is a quote, winning is winning. Donovan Raiola doesn't care how you get it done as long as you get the job done. And he's very, he's much more flexible mm-hmm. in, in his teaching style. So he's going to learn. They were telling me, they're like, Nick, he's going to learn the way that you operate because they said we're not all robots. You can't mm-hmm. you can't treat us like robots. We're all going to be able to do the same thing physically and and with form. And so that answer really intrigued me. To to I was worried about the offensive line three months ago. Now I, I feel a little bit better about. it. I feel it. a little bit better. I too. feel a little bit better about it a- after talking to some of those guys in that room and hearing more about Donovan Raiola. I feel a little bit better about it because of their their the change in mentality which is they, they are firing off the ball forward. So let's keep it in layman's terms. That's, mm-hmm. But that's what they're doing. I've talked to Bando this summer. I've talked to Hickson. I've talked to Benhart. And I've talked to Corcoran. Okay. And the message is always the same. Now, without getting into the, the technical aspects of playing offensive line, I'm not Bill Callahan. Um, they are firing hard off the ball and moving forward. Mm-hmm. They are During the spring – they were moving the line of scrimmage. How often did you see the line of scrimmage move last season? Rarely. Very rarely, right? Rarely. It was it was a stalemate or they weren't getting much done at all. Yeah. Which is the essence of a stalemate. It was either a stalemate or they're getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. There were times they would they would move the line of scrimmage, but it was almost like, wow, they moved the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Now during the it spring was an anomaly facing a, a depleted defensive line, they consistently move the ball on the ground and consistently move the line of scrimmage. That is a consistent message from everybody from Casey Thompson to Corcoran yeah. to Ben Hart. They moved the ball. Sean Becton talked about it. They moved the ball on the ground consistently throughout the spring. I think this could be a good running team. So when we talk about the offense – I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm very intrigued by that part. Is is this going to be a more ground-oriented team? If, if, Which seems so weird bringing a guy like Mark Whipple in and, and having it be a ground-oriented yes team. Yes and no, he's from the NFL. He is, he is, I yes. Mean, you got to run the ball in the NFL. you got to run the ball in the Big Ten. Yes, absolutely. Like just like, Even in, on a smaller scale, you got to run the ball in the Big Ten Whipple, West. Here's the thing about Whipple. He's not trying to build his resume. He's not a young guy trying to build no, his resume no. for future jobs, so I'm going to throw it all not. over and I'm going to show how smart I am. No, I'm a, you know what I mean. There are some yeah. young coordinators. He doesn't who, have to please anybody. Well, there, there's a lot of young coordinators that, that will go out of their way to show how smart they are yeah. and get away from maybe what they should be doing. Sometimes Whipple doesn't have to. I mean, he's not going for the next big no. job, right? We, well, we talked about that. I mean, we talked about that a couple of days ago. I can't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. It's not like Whipple's trying to trying to coach for a head coaching job. No, no yeah, nothing crazy like that. He's right? not like what what offensive coordinator job is he going to get? That's better than Nebraska. A better opportunity than Nebraska. I mean, I, there, my, there's others out there, but it's not like he's. I don't think he's gunning for no, that. No, absolutely you know, not. He's just. Uh, I, I mean, I think it would be really appealing for his, for his situation to be late in his coaching career, help orchestrate a turnaround in one of the most prestigious programs in college football. Wouldn't that be a great story for Mark Whipple? Well, what's so it's interesting that you mentioned Nebraska running the the football well and running and leaning on their running game a little bit more because 
we, we've we've also discussed Casey Thompson walking into a a, a pretty good situation in, in terms of the personnel around him and the, the coaches so. in yeah. charge, right? Uh, the, he's walking into a pretty pretty good situation. Obviously, we don't know how it's going to look on the field. However, off the field and with the, once again the personnel around him, you feel pretty encouraged and optimistic about like about it, yeah. the potential heading into the season. Where if Nebraska can establish a running game. That only benefits Casey Thompson in oh. the passing game. Oh, Dr- uh, dramatically. It takes a ton of pressure off the quarterback. Yeah. In, in addition to him not necessarily going to be asked to run the ball a whole lot. Well, and there's, you know, there's that little thing they call play action. Right? Oh, bingo. I mean, bingo. And, and you know, Nick, there's that discussion, too, of them being under center more, which is a play action discussion, right? I always get a kick out of running play action out of the shotgun. Yeah. It just doesn't look right to me. I but agree. play action from under center, if you have a pounding running game like the Baltimore Ravens, or, mm-hmm. or no, 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 bad example, bad example. I'll think about another expansion team, Tennessee Titans. Okay. Tennessee Titans are a beautiful play action that, team. That is true. I beautiful mean, and, play and action. And that's why Ryan Tannehill works there. Yeah. That's why he works there. Ryan Tannehill is not going to beat you with his arm. No, but in, he, in but play action. However, in the play action he will because yeah. they're they're running it five straight plays with Derek, a guy like Derek Henry. Right, right. And then the defense is going to start crowding the line a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, you just throw bam. over the top with, I, with a guy like A.J. Brown or, or Julio Jones for that then, matter. And, and then they, yeah, the Titans go out and get receivers yep. that, that are great downfield. Exactly. They go up and get the ball downfield. Now, I'm not suggesting that Nebraska has a Derek Henry, um, but I'm suggesting – I'm suggesting that Nebraska could have a really strong running game, and I know we know from the spring that they're going under center. Well, and that explains that's exactly what is is maybe opt or so encouraging about going into this season is is that's the perfect analogy the Tennessee Titans because you want Casey Thompson to have to be Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, manage, manage, and manage, and just do not, your job. Not game manager. I don't want to say that. I, I don't. I'm not. That that almost is a. Has negative connotations, right? When you yeah. say game manager, yeah, it maybe. suggests a skill set diminishing. I'm not saying that about Casey Thompson. I think we're totally on the same page, Nick. We just don't see them leaning on Casey Thompson the way they had to lean on Adrian. Yeah, and, and this isn't this is not. I don't, I don't necessarily want to make this an Adrian Martinez discussion. I don't think we are. However, we just need across the board Nebraska to just do their job. I said this yesterday, Sip. Nebraska Nebraska fans, I, I think, would really appreciate. Uh, just a boring season, and by boring season I mean you beat the teams you're supposed eight to beat. Four. Eight and four. So me and Nathan actually walked through the record yesterday. You're eight and four. You beat all the teams you're supposed to beat: the Purdue's, the Illinois, the Northwesterns, the Minnesotas. And yes, you might lose to Iowa or Wisconsin or both, but you were competitive. Oh God, beat one of those. Beat please. beat one of them, please. Yes, those okay. Are getting ridiculous. Exactly. They are. They are getting ridiculous. But I like. I think like Nebraska fans would be okay. If Nebraska just does its job, yeah, uh, how because about, because you yeah. haven't, yeah, a little normalcy around here would yes. feel good, wouldn't it? Drama free, yeah, because oh. at eight and four, Nebraska they they extend Scott Frost another year for twenty twenty three, and then in twenty twenty three, the discussion we can have is how do you build off of eight wins? How what did Nebraska oh, do? Be, that would be incredibly it, no- it, normal. Oh my gosh, what a what a fantastic discussion yeah, we it, could have. Yeah. Because right. we could go into to twenty twenty three a year from now, June seventeenth of twenty twenty three, going. All right, what did Nebraska do in the offseason to take them to the next level, mm-hmm. to, to compete with Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, mm-hmm. to compete with Michigan, to compete for a New Year's Six Bowl game? Who did they get in their recruiting class, and who did they get out of the transfer portal? Because here's the thing also to keep in mind. 
Nebraska's recruited pretty well for being a three and nine football team in both in both high school recruiting and the, the transfer the portal, portal, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And maybe NIL has a factor in that. Maybe it, not. No, no, it does. But no, 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 no. There's no maybe about okay, that. Okay, so then Nebraska's col- got a great organization. So there you NIL go. So then college football is changing, and it's benefiting Nebraska like we all expected. But so it's benefiting Nebraska at three and nine. I know it's interesting. Imagine isn't it? how it would be- oh my benefit God. Nebraska at eight and four. Yeah, a, a resurgent with, Nebraska. What with, would that look like recruiting with, with zero staff changes? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we could use a little normalcy around here. Like I just, we think, could really use that, as, as opposed to what, up, uproot the staff. Asking, asking every single week, saying, "All right, is this week that Nebraska? Oh, is this the week that Nebraska? We all collectively decide that it's time to fire Scott Frost." Like that's going to be the conversation if Nebraska is two and four. Oh God. No, that's or, not going to be a conversation. Well, okay, You'll know gonna what's going to happen then. So let's say Nebraska. If they're four and two, that'll be a conversation. So if let's say Nebraska loses to Owen or Northwestern Week Zero. Oh God, don't they're, say that. I, I know, but let's just have this. Let's hypothetical right now. Don't say that. If if that happens, the conversation heading into Week Two is: Does any win against North Dakota, Georgia Southern, and maybe Oklahoma negate a Northwestern loss? Uh, like that's Oklahoma that's, help. I mean, it depends how you lose to Northwestern, but you that, shouldn't lose to Northwestern. You should not. And so See, that's where it's like, man, the the the, the, the the multitude of of possible conversations that we could have after week zero is just mind bog or mind blowing. It's a very these conversations are fascinating fascinating to me on this level, in this way. Listen to what we say mm-hmm. that they should beat Northwestern. That 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 why, why it would be shocking if they lost to Northwestern. Why? They must not be that bad. Yeah. If if we, if we really believe what we say, I say this all the time, but it's because of what you just said about Northwestern. We we expect Nebraska to win that game and maybe win easily. Mm-hmm. Then what are we saying about Nebraska? We must not think that they're in a bad way. Well, we must feel like they're a competent football team, right? Right. More than they were last year at three and nine. Yeah. I know three and nine's a weird. That's a weird season. That's a weird three because, and nine because of the way it happened, yeah. the way it unfolded. Yeah, it's a weird season. Yeah. So, but I, yeah, these conversations are amazing. But I will tell you this: what 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 I take away from this conversation is we just need some damn normalcy around here. Boring, like and I, boring's probably a really poor word choice, and I keep no. Using boring's it. not the right word. Normalcy's normalcy. A good word. Normalcy. Where it's just not not just, not drama filled. Not filled with drama. Yeah, that's it. We don't need any like more we, drama. Like the, the, we don't need any more drama. National eyes are going to be on on Nebraska football every single week this year. Yeah. And if Nebraska can just keep its head down and just do its job. Just how about solid football? Yes, discipline. Good, good, sound season. Do what you're expected to do and then build off of it. Exactly. Boy, wouldn't that be nice? That's what I'm saying. Is it, And that's where the, the discussion that I was having with Nathan a couple of days ago comes into play. Um, where I was thinking... Obviously, you don't want to be like Iowa for for multiple years. And by be like Iowa, I mean get eight, nine wins every year. Because obviously that wasn't good enough when Bo Pelini was here because you were losing some of the bigger games and you weren't showing up. However, a Bo Pelini-type season in 2022 where you're just beating all the teams you're supposed to beat Mm -hmm. and competitive in in the ones you're not supposed to win... Would be okay. Oh, it would, it would because feel guess, wonderful. guess what? It's something it that hasn't. Wonderful. It's something that hasn't happened consistently in the last four or five years, going back to even right. Mike Riley. Right. It's just something There's different. Too much drama in this program in in the last ten years. 
I just agree. Just too much drama. I agree. It's just something that Nebraska fans, also for everybody's sanity, it would just help. Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of articles about how how th- how short is the leash for Scott Frost. There's going to be so much, so many national and and regional eyes on Scott Frost. I believe that and ne- Nebraska. I believe the majority of Nebraska fans understand the ramifications of a poor season that that leads that would lead to a change, and they don't want it. I think the majority of Nebraska fans are rooting for this to to work, not yeah. rooting oh, against absolutely. Frost, not absolutely. rooting against Frost. Greg in Michigan goes, sounds like you want Nebraska to be Iowa, Nick. False. I want Nebraska to be Iowa this year. But then, once again, like I said, we can have a conversation going into 2023 about how can they elevate. Okay. That's the thing. Iowa, I think Iowa's there's a been... conversation to be had about what, what's wrong with being like Iowa right now. Well, it's because you're stuck in a rut of eight, nine wins. They're, they're not winning any Big they won Ten, 10 titles. Last year. They won Ten last year, yes. But you're not winning any Big Ten titles. You're not competing for a college football playoff. As much as you want to say they are, right. they're not. All right. So it's that's where it's like if you're Iowa this year and you're eight nine. Well, okay, I need to stop saying like Iowa. If you're if you're an eight nine win football team this year, the conversation next year is how do we build off of that and compete for a New Year's Six Bowl? Well, that's a little fast there, sport. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you sounded like <laughs> a little faster, sport. Slow slow your roll. Triple pump. Triple pump. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll triple can, pump. Maybe Just we can slow your roll. Over slow there. your roll. Maybe we can continue this conversation on the other side, or we'll uh, dive into Husker baseball discussion as they've had kind of a, we'll a that out a tumultuous off season. They have, and so that, it's it's a really fascinating conversation. Let's do that. All right, so we'll talk Husker baseball on the other end. Um, stick with us. Ninety three seven ticket early break. Triple pump sip. Even <laughs> even, even Gus is here. We're all hanging out on Friday. We'll talk to you soon. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow.